Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another review on the Sam Bissell Podcast. Right now, I'm going to be talking about the brand new Disney film, Artemis Fowl, which stars Frida Shaw, Laura McDonald, Josh Gad, Tamara Smart, Nazano Azzini, Colin Farrell, and Judi Dench, and was directed by Kenneth Branagh. We want to know everything about the man you work for. The man? Oh, oh no. This isn't about the father. This is about the son, Artemis Fowl. You've grown strong, son. And smarter than I ever imagined. Then take me with you. You're all I have now, Artie. There's just one very important thing I have to do. Authorities launched a worldwide manhunt for the famous collector. He is suspected to have been behind some of the biggest robberies ever. Dad! Now, if you guys have watched some of my movie news shows on the Sam Bissell Podcast, you'll know that over the last few months, I haven't been overly excited about Artemis Fowl. I am a big fan of the book, the first book, Artemis Fowl, and I was really intrigued by the first teaser trailer that came out in 2018. I thought it got off on the right foot. It introduced some of the magical landscapes. It showcased the character of Artemis Fowl, but nothing else. And then the last few trailers that have come out have kind of soiled my anticipation for this film. I didn't like the direction they were taking. It seemed like they were going to make Artemis Fowl more of an anti-hero than really a villain per se, which he is in the book. He is a 11 to 12 year old mastermind that has a war against the the fairies of the world that is encased in Artemis Fowl and the, the perfect ex- example or logline or synopsis of what Artemis Fowl is is basically the first book rather is that it's diehard to mix in with fairies and that is exactly what the first book entails and the trailers didn't really do a good job of showcasing that and they, they just didn't really hype me up for it and the clips that I saw as well with Frida Shaw didn't give me excitement for the performance he was going to give. So I was already on murky water with this. I heard the reviews for this movie. So I just went in and said, you know what? I want to experience this film for myself, see what it is. Maybe I'll have a change of mind. Maybe this will be good for Disney+. Plus. And while I think it was a smart move for Disney to put this on Disney+, Plus, the reason they put it on there is well known is this movie is not good by any stretch of the imagination. Unfortunately, the the quote unquote hype for this movie about how bad it is is legit is legitimate. It's just not a good movie overall. It is probably right now I have to say the worst movie I've seen so far this year. And before I saw this movie, Fantasy Island was on that mantle, but unfortunately, Artemis Fowl takes that mantle for right now the worst film of the year. There's just nothing I can defend about this movie. The only thing I can really defend about it really is maybe the respect I have for Kenneth Branagh and. That's really the tragedy of this entire production, I think, is the fact that a well-renowned director like Kenneth Branagh, who's directed Thor, who's directed Murder on the Orient Express, who's directed the Cinderella film for Disney, which are all good films, and he's directed some prestigious films over his career as well, along with being a very good actor, decides to make this film for what reason I have no idea why, and the interviews that he gave gave me some hope of say, okay, the only silver lining to this film or really hope this film had was Kenneth Branagh and he can even be the one to save this film even though he's the director behind this whole entire film and there's, again, there's nothing that I can defend about this. The acting all around is not good whatsoever and even in a good film, or not not a good film, excuse me, even in a bad film, 
the performances are something you can say, you know what, even though this film isn't good, the performers did a good job of what they were given, and they helped save the movie a little bit. That's not the case you can get for this movie whatsoever. The acting is attributed to the horrible work around this whole film. Unfortunately, the lead man, Frida Shaw, he is the grandson of the great Robert Shaw, who was in Jaws. And unfortunately, his performance is just wooden. I, I, I'm not going to criticize him too much because this is his first feature film role. And I'm surprised that Kenneth Branagh didn't work enough with him. Or maybe Kenneth Branagh was brought on in Disney and their casting directors found this kid before Kenneth Branagh signed on. I, I really don't know. But it, you could tell that there's no, there's no chemistry between Shaw and the other actors or even with himself. It, he just seems very wooden with the delivery. When even if Artemis Fowl is somebody who is a villain and somebody who could be stoic, in the emotional moments in this film, when they're supposed to be emotional, it's just not there. And, and when I think there could be some body language you can utilize and some emotions you can use with the face, it, he just doesn't do that. And so it, I wasn't a big fan of this performance, but I'm not going to put too much flack on him because this is his first film. And he's he's a young kid, and I hope that he's given more roles in the future that he can develop his skills, that he can develop his acting, and he can showcase that this was maybe a fluke, and he really is a really good actor. Josh Gad, Colin Farrell, Judy Dench, great actors and actresses. One who is a dame who was considered one of the great actresses of all time is just, I, I guess they were paid a lot of money for this. I know Colin Farrell was somebody who was brought on very late into the process, and Josh Gad tries to do this, Batman, Christian Bale, Batman voice, and he's monologuing the first half of this movie, and every single time I hear him, I'm thinking, this isn't an Artemis Fowl movie, this is a Josh Gad movie, and even, and I just heard his voice so much that when his character came on, I'm like, oh, I've, I've seen this person already, when in fact, I've heard his voice so many times, and you, there was so much dialogue, and there's so much exposition in the first half of this movie, in which I'm, I like exposition. I don't mind being told what the story is, the background, the setting, the characters. But if it's going on all the time in every single scene, there's more exposition, more voiceover, more vo more voiceover. It gets tacky and old after a while that you just want to mute that part of the movie if you even can do that. And just let the, the visuals speak for themselves. Let the characters speak for themselves and not have somebody talk over you every single scene that is cut to. And... This goes to the portion of just an awful script. There's no, there's no connection between the scenes. They're all just conjoint. They're all disconjointed scenes that are just put in there to be put in there because they're a part of the novel. And the only part of the novel that I really remember and that I saw in the movie was in the middle when it is, it is that Die Hard meets Fairy World at Fallow Manor. Everything else, it's just it's set up for. A possible future franchise, which I don't think will happen with this. I don't think Disney is going to put money onto this. I, there's a reason they put this on Disney Plus, and it's because I think of the reaction they knew they were going to get, and that this film, like a lot of people have been predicting, probably wasn't going to make a lot of money at the box office. And like a lot of Disney, what not really live action retellings, but Disney films that are adapted. Wrinkle in Time was one of those. The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. You had the, the Alice Through the Looking Glass. You have Artemis Fowl. A lot of these adaptations that Disney has done have been bombs. They've been bombs both critically and they've been bombs both financially. And I think that is what Disney 
probably saw with Artemis Fowl and decided to put it on Disney Plus that they can say, hey, you know what? Let's put this on our streaming service. Let's try to get some marketing towards our streaming service. And whatever money we make, maybe we'll make it through subscribers through our, our service. And I think what you also have to under, what I think a lot of people have to understand about this too is there's new there's gonna be more news probably coming up about Disney putting their films on Disney Plus. We have Hamilton coming out July 3rd. We also have the the one and only Ivan that's coming out. Those films, I think, are probably going to be good. I, I really don't know, but I'm, I would be shocked if Hamilton was awful. I don't think it will because it's basically a a video version of what the play is, and the play I hear is phenomenal. The one and only Ivan, I haven't seen any trailers for that, so I don't know about what that's going to happen with. But I think for a big blockbuster like the Artemis Fowl, $125 million, you really don't know what they put this film to. They, you don't know what they put that kind of budget into this movie. Was it the visual effects? Was it the 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 cast that they had to put together? They had to pay a lot of money for it. I I really don't know. And and to me, again, the tragic thing about this film is Kenneth Branagh because again, he is such a well known director, such a good director that again, the one thing that was holding this film together for me was that maybe Kenneth Branagh can put something to use with this film. And even in the interviews that I heard that he was giving, the concepts of what he had, if he wanted to take it in the direction that Artemis Fowl was gradually going to become a villain down the line, like a Godfather, Michael Corleone kind of sense where Marco Corleone starts out as a good guy and by the end of the Godfather is the bad guy, I can understand that. And you tell that through an arc. I can get that. But it's just not shown here. It's not shown whatsoever. And the, the the chemistry between all the cast members is not there. The the script isn't there. The visuals aren't there. It's just a very messy, conjoined film that is just it's awful. It really, unfortunately, I have to say, it is an awful film. If you have Disney Plus, do you want to check it out? I would say check it out. And if you feel if you feel like you want to leave thirty minutes in, I can't blame you for doing that whatsoever. So I was gonna give this film a zero out of ten. I, initially, I was thinking of that, but I was thinking, you know what? There again, there's one aspect of this that I that I have to respect is Kenneth Branagh. I have some respect for the director, and for that, I give this film, out of respect for him, really, a one out of ten. A one out of ten for this film, and it's the worst movie of the year that I've seen. Again, so far, we're halfway through the year. There could be some more stinkers that are on the way, but I don't know how anything's going to come close to what I witnessed with. Artemis Fowl. And to see this film in theaters, I mean, it's a good thing that people aren't going to be paying tickets for this film. It's it's definitely not worth it. But again, if you have Disney+, Plus, check it out. And again, if you leave 30 minutes in, I can completely understand why you would want to do that. The visuals aren't there. The script isn't there. But it's a 1 out of 10 for me for Artemis Fowl. Guys, if you have seen this film, what have you thought about Artemis Fowl? If you have seen it, let me know what you think down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. But guys, that's going to do it for this review on the Sam Bissell Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in onto the Ambiguous Network, and be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on there, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, check out Goal-Driven Professionals, Geared Toward Improving Client Relations, Return on Investment, and Customer Acquisition Costs for Independent Businesses, and services. Also check out our one of our other new shows that is on the Ambiguous Network, The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. You can check them out on the website ambiguousproduction.com, also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. 
Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter when you're all done following the Ambiguous Network. You can find me on Twitter at Basel Samuel. That's B U double S E double L. S-A-M-U-E-L. Again, that's B-U-S-S-E-L-L at S-A-M-U-E-L and on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Thank you guys again so much and until next time, keep on screening. I'm first scared to death. An army is coming. You think you can beat us? We'll see. Who do you think you are? I'm the next criminal mastermind. Now look around, this is what they call greatness. I didn't read much on trolls. Anything I should look out for? The teeth. They eat people. Good to know.